You're the answer to it all, Jesus. You wipe away all tears. You mend the broken heart. You're the answer to it all, to it all, Jesus. We make mirrors to walk, promise keeper. Light. 
someone to help you through. They weren't there for you. And you tried. I know you tried. I wish I had Cece to help Yeah. 
Aubrey. Good morning. I'm so happy to see everybody out today. This is the day the Lord. Let us do what? Rejoice. What do we do in New Life at Calvary? Rejoice. Rejoice and be glad in it. I am so happy to see everybody out today. This is Pentecost Sunday, the birth of the church. Somebody say, happy birthday, church. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, church. And we are so glad that the Holy Spirit came down this day. So we are going to go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for just being with us today. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit in this place, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to just bless our Lord, touch our hearts and set our hearts on fire today, God. Help us to be on fire for you and your ministry and your word and your work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We ask you, God, to just come into our worship, into our singing, into our praises, into our dances, into the into the uh, Pastor Kelly, into the sermon, hallelujah, into the kids' worship upstairs, hallelujah. Anoint our church, Lord, with your Holy Spirit all through the place. When somebody steps a foot on this property, Lord, hallelujah, let them be filled with the Holy Spirit today. A mighty rushing wind in this place, the new life at Calvary, God. So we are asking you, Lord, as people who are still coming in online and in our worship service, God, people that are driving, give them safe traveling mercies, Lord. Move distractions, and Lord, uh, for those that are coming in online, let them pay attention. Call in your church today, God. And all these things we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. And we just say welcome to all our friends and all our visitors on our all our online presence. Good morning, everybody, to you. We are so happy to have you out. If you need prayer today, anybody need prayer today? We want you to raise your hand when it's prayer time, God. If it's anybody online, go to our um, uh, our app, click on the about links, and then you can fill out a prayer card or a guest card. Is anybody ready to get started with worship? Yes. So wherever you are, if you're able, stand up and let's give God some praise today.
Hallelujah. Man, God is so good. Glory, let's glory, hallelujah, one more time. Let's just praise him because he is so awesome. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, family. Praise the Lord. We've been praising the Lord this morning. Glory. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. He deserves all our praise and all our honor and all our glory. Let's go to the throne of grace. Let's go to the throne of grace. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, Lord God, humbly, Lord God, with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord God, for all your manifold blessings in our lives, Lord God. We thank you for health, Lord God. We thank you for prospering us, Lord God. We thank you for continuing to develop us, Lord God. We thank you for that sacrifice that you made, Lord God, on Calvary to redeem us back to you, Lord God. We thank you for our family, our loved ones, Lord God. We thank you for this church building, Lord God. We thank you for everything that went into getting it back together, Lord God. And we thank you that we are now, once again, Lord God, in this sanctuary, Lord God, where we can just praise you and worship you and seek your will and seek your face, Lord God. We thank you for all things, Lord God. And we come, Lord God, just with hearts, Lord God, desiring, Lord God, the best for each other, Lord God, the best for our community right here, Lord God, and the best for the world, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that tragedy is part of life, Lord God. And right now, I just want to lay my extended family at your altar, Lord God. Uh, we've lost another one, Lord God. My daughter has lost another relative very close to her first cousin, Lord God. So I just ask that you bless that family, Lord God. Strengthen them, comfort them, Lord God, and give us all peace, Lord God, in this time of loss, Lord God. Asking that you just bless any family, Lord God, who is going through and suffering what we've suffering right now, Lord God. This time of you're calling your people back home to you, Lord God, this time of loss, Lord God. Bless every family represented here, Lord God, that is going through that trying time, Lord God. Comfort them and give them peace, Lord God. And continue, Lord God, to let your mercy and grace be extended unto us in a mighty and a profound way, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you bless our sick and shed in. Father, you know what they have need of, Lord God, and we ask that you bless them according to their need and according to your abundant mercy and grace, according to your wisdom and knowledge, Lord God, and according to your plan, which is for our good, Lord God, and for your glory, Lord God. Bless them. We ask, Lord God, that every family represented here, Lord God, that every unsaved loved one, Lord God, be drawn by you, Lord God, to that place called salvation, Father. We just ask, Lord God, that you let your spirit and your anointing be with us here, Lord God, as we go into our worship service, as we go into our service, Lord God, to seek out you, Lord God. We ask that you let your anointing be here with a mighty and a powerful way, Lord God. And we ask that you continue to strengthen us, Lord God. We ask that you bless every ministry here 
a new life, Calvary, Lord God. We ask that you bless the ministry so that they can grow, Lord God. But we ask that you bless them so that they can glorify you, Lord God. Because that's what the plan and purpose of every ministry here is, Lord God. To glorify you, Lord God. To glorify your giving, Lord God. To glorify your love, Lord God. And we know that that's what it's about. It's about your love, Lord God, that you've imparted to us to impart to each other, Lord God. And we help, ask that you help us to express it in a way that would be pleasing unto you, Father. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to just strengthen us, continue to let your favor, let your favor be here with us, Lord God, as we proceed forth, Lord God, to do those things that you called us to do, Lord God. We know that each and every member here at this church, Lord God, is here. Not by design, not by accident, Lord God, but they're here, Lord God, because some kind of way you brought them here, Lord God. So we ask, Lord God, that you supply what they need here. We ask, Lord God, that you supply us so that we can give what each other needs, Lord God. A lot of times, Father, we come before your throne of grace and we don't know exactly what to pray for. But we thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that will lead us into all truth and all enlightenment and all understanding, Lord God. And we ask that you help us to be attentive to that spirit, to that small, still voice within inside of us, Lord God, that, that your word will, that your word says, Lord God, will help us when we need direction, Lord God, to turn to the right or the left. We thank you for this morning, asking that you just bless our communities, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you help to decrease the gun violence, Lord God. We have people, Lord God, in the communities. We have people in the world, Lord God, who are taking the necessary steps, Lord God, the steps that you direct, Lord God, to make that less, to happen less. And we ask that you glorify yourself in that, Lord, Lord God. Everyone in the world, Lord God, is... A lot of people are angry, Lord God. A lot of people don't have peace, Lord God. And we know that that is part of what's happening, Lord God, because your word said that in latter days, Lord God, that men will be lovers of themselves and that they will seek your will or seek your face, Lord God. So we ask, Lord God, that you let your ministries go forth with power. We ask that you let your word go forth with power. We ask that you let your word go forth with victory, Lord God. And we ask that you use us to draw men unto the kingdom and draw men unto you, Lord God. I thank you for this opportunity to come to come before my family in prayer, Lord God. And I ask that you bless our petitions, bless our love, and bless our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Glory, hallelujah. Okay, let's do the church purpose statement. Y'all ready? Praise the Lord. I needed a little help to get there. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Antonio, my cure. <clears throat> church purpose statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others. Teach the word of God and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, 
I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. I will love all those, all those, all those who enter our doors, who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Praise the Lord. I got blessed today, so I'm going to do the scripture reading too. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. We're going to start at Proverbs 14, 1 through 4. Proverbs 14. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hand, the foolish one tears it down. Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. A fool's, a, a fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty, but from the strength of an ox come abundant harvest. Amen. We're going to go to the New Testament, and it's going to be Matthew 22, 34 through 40. Matthew 22, 34 says, Hearing that Jesus has silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets Hang on, these two commandments. Wow, love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord ask a blessing to, his, to the reading of his already blessed word and may it find fertile soil in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in our tithes and offerings. Amen. This Sunday is the fourth Sunday of May. I cannot believe it. Here we are ending another month. Amen. And uh, on the fourth Sunday, our special offering goes to support our two cent a meal. Have you eaten at all this month? How many of y'all plan on going to the Memorial Day dinner, picnic, barbecue today? You know, you're probably going to eat two or three times today. So <laughs> we are asking that you give just two cents for every meal that you've eaten during the month of May. 
And that offering goes to support several ministries. It supports our hot meal, it supports our grocery bags, and it supports any time anyone is without food. We're able to make sure that they can eat. So as our ushers come forward, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great provider. We thank you, Lord, that you make sure that we have more than what we could ever need or desire, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your great provision. For every time we've eaten, every time we had a form of transportation, every time, Lord, we had a place to work or volunteer, we thank you, Lord. You are so good, so kind, so gracious, Lord Jesus. We pray your blessing upon these tithes and offerings, Holy Spirit, that they would multiply and magnify. We want to be found faithful in your kingdom, Lord. Help us to use these monies, Lord, for your people. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. For those that are joining us online, we are so glad you're online with us today. And we have several easy ways for you to participate in the offering today. You can go ahead to nlac.tv and establish your website giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead and put that dollar sign in, the number 2 NLAC, and you know your offering comes right to us. For those that like to mail in their offering or drop it off, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Our address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. We are so glad to have you participate in our offering today. We will now be blessed with our special music by our praise band singing, Jesus, I Never Forget.
Thank you, praise man. Let us go right into prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that we can praise you and we can remember you, Lord Jesus, and we can reflect upon how you change our lives. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done this day. Thank you for waking us up and bringing us here. Thank you for the music shared, the scripture read. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is your birthday. Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to edify our hearts and minds. Help move us to the place you would desire each and every one of us to be. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God, church. Praise God. Wow, you all look good in your red and festive colors. Praise God. So just to give you a heads up, next Sunday, we are doing a prayer walk right after service. So after church, we're going to go walking around our building seven times in prayer. So next week, you can wear your comfortable New Life at Calvary clothing. You can wear your t-shirts, your jeans, your tennis shoes, because after church, we're going to walk right out that door. We're going to go just around our parking lot, amen, our building, our property. We won't walk all the way down to 71st. That's for a different prayer walk, amen. But we're going we gonna to pray for our church, our people, the community. So come comfortable next week, amen. So last week we started a new sermon series called what? Do you, does anybody remember? Love has a name. We even have a slide. Let's see if we can put that slide up back in the back. Love has a name. Maybe not. <laughs> we might get a slide or two, y'all. <laughs> so last week, I gave you all a challenge. Who remembers the challenge? Oh, there it is. Well, that's next week. There it is. Love has a oh, Here we go. <laughs> go back to the first one. Love has a name. So uh, last week, I gave you all a challenge. Okay, you, you got to stop them. <laughs> Stop. 
They just moving through them. <laughs> so love has a name. So last week I gave you all a challenge in our first sermon, which was called Love Starts With a Name. Do you all remember what the challenge was? How many names was he supposed to learn? Between two to five, that was our compromise. Who learned two? All right, Susan, who'd you learn? You got your mic? Um, I learned Linda, and his name was Stefan. Linda and Stefan, okay, okay. Did anybody learn three? All right, Miss Julia, let's give Miss Julia a mic. Anybody over here with a mic on this? I'll give you mine. One of the pastors in I've I got a new name. Um, oh shoot, I forgot that point. <laughs> <laughs> I know I remember Vanessa, but the, but Vanessa. next to Vanessa, and then this morning um, a person named uh, Mr. Craig. All right, so you know if we asked for three, who who learned four? All right, Cindy. <laughs> who you got, Cindy? I met my neighbor across the hall. His name is Priyesh. Priyesh. Wednesday, um, I got to pray with Kai. I got to pray with Wayne, and I got to pray with Robert. Wow, praise so. God. So you not only met them and learned their names, you actually spent time in prayer with them. Yeah, I had a rough start on Wednesday morning, but God turned that around and... and used me in spite of it so praise it, it god was, it was a blessed day wednesday <laughs> all right so who learned five anybody learn five people uh-oh joe all right can we get you a mic joe <laughs> All right, this is Joe McIntosh. I know Hendrick. I know you. I know, I know um, Jessica. Jessica. And I know Linda. Linda? One more. Give me one more. I know a brother, uh, brother Walker. Clement. Clement Walker. Oh, yeah, Clement Praise Walker. God. It was not easy, was it? <laughs> that challenge was hard. I remember when I was out, probably I got to Wednesday, and I, I figured out, wait a minute, I have a challenge that I gave, and I haven't done it myself. So I happened to be at Subway, and I was, like, talking to the person that, you know, was making my sandwich, and I was standing there like, I should ask him his name. And I was like, no, nah, he going to think I'm weird. <laughs> We did have a nice long conversation. Then I was convicted, like, why didn't I ask him his name? And I realized how difficult it is and how nervous we can be and anxious we can be to ask somebody's name. So I told the Lord, okay, the very next person you send my way, I'm asking their name. So then I learned a, a person named Robin. I learned a person named Benjamin. Then I met a person named Lucy. And I was like, Lord, that's about as much as I can do. <laughs> Anna. Wait, let's, let's, let's get you the mic, Anna. <laughs> that I 
went to Dave's supermarket, and this, I was looking for some cleaner, and I was talking, I seen this lady, I said, uh, I was told to meet somebody today, and I was told I was supposed to learn their name, and her name was Brenda, and we had a nice conversation. Wow, praise And prayer. And, and prayer. prayer. It was hard learning people's names. I, even after church last week, I was talking, uh, I hope she doesn't mind that I share it, but I'm going to share it. I was talking to Camilla Williams, praise God. And Camilla Williams has a family where all their names, well, the, her siblings, they begin with the letter K. Karima and Kamaria and Kadira. Wait, Kadira? No, I got it wrong. Kadira is in the Sims family. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to get it. Kalila? Kalila. <laughs> Kalila. And she was, we were talking about it after church, like, even when people have complicated names, when we learn their names, it shows them that we love them, right? How many of y'all feel like you got a complicated name? (laughs) Nobody? Y'all got easy names? Okay. Some people have complicated names, though, and we can easily dismiss them and be like, well, you know, I'm going to try again next time. But it shows we love them when we learn their names. Tell your neighbor, learn, learn their names. I was even impressed. Amari, our, our teenager, <laughs> was talking in the store to this gentleman, John, next to her. That's not... Who did you talk to? Well, he was invited by a person from our church that learned his name. His name is John. Praise God. Welcome, John. Hallelujah. And then Jerry, I don't want to put Jerry on the spot, but Jerry came because Miss Margaret invited him to church. Praise God. Thank you, Jerry, for joining us in church today. And so we simply can change lives or start having real relationships by learning somebody's name. Tell your name, I'm going to learn your name. (laughs) So last week, our sermon was love starts with the name. And this week is love is more than a theory. How many of y'all have had some theories in your life? Theories are those things you kind of think about. You hope they happen, but you're not sure they're going to happen. Like before I got married, y'all, I had a theory about marriage. You see, Terrence was supposed to be absolutely perfect. He was never supposed to aggravate me or I thought we was going to have like the fairy tale relationship. We was never supposed to argue. We were never supposed to get on each other's nerves. We were supposed to like each other all the time. How many of y'all know my theory was not my reality? <laughs> you see, we have a theory about marriage. We have even a theory about relationships. You don't even have to be married. You could just be in a relationship. How many of y'all think that relationship is going to do well all the time? That is a theory that most of us know is not true, right? You see, I had a theory before I became a parent about what it was like to have kids. I thought my kids was going to be all the time well-behaved. I would look at other people's kids like, my kid ain't going to act like that. (laughs) I thought my kid was going to, you know, sleep right, eat right, get good grades, have a good attitude. How many of y'all know my theory did not match my reality? Two different, oh Lord, I had a theory before I started working. How many of y'all couldn't wait to get a job to make your own money? 
Remember that when you was a kid? Couldn't wait to grow up so you could, you know, live your life the way you wanted to live. Now, how many of us, if we could go back and live with our parents, we would go back right now. I know I I had a theory that when we, you know, when you got a job, we was going to get along with our coworkers. Our coworkers would always make sense. Our coworkers would be helpful and kind. I'm so glad Gail is not here right now. <laughs> She'll be back next Sunday. She'll be like, yeah, I had a theory about you, Pastor Kelly. <laughs> but we have a theory about work. How many of us would, if we could not work again for the rest of our lives, we would take, take that option <laughs> If we still got paid, right? We would, you know, take the money, but we didn't have to work. So we have all these theories in our lives, but the problem is the reality is often different. And we also have a theory about love. Loving people in theory seems really easy, right? Coming to church, learning about love, learning our love languages, and then when we go out, in theory, it seems like this is going to work. But what's our reality? It's crazy. Love and theory seems very simple, but reality is messy. Tell your neighbor, love is messy. So that's why our title today, Love is More Than a Theory, because Jesus understood that love is way more than a theory. We have our... Um, our scripture passage from the book of Matthew today. And in this scripture, let me give you a little bit of the backdrop. Jesus is encountering some religious people, and they are presenting to him the three, the 613 commandments. Did you all know that it's 613 commandments? It's not just the 10 commandments. It's 613 rules that we're supposed to follow to be religious and get to heaven. Well, so they were, you know, confronting Jesus, and they were asking him, of these 613 commandments, which one is supposed to be the greatest? Which one is the most important? You see, they were trying to trap Jesus. They were trying to get him to say one thing was more important than the other. But Jesus was always smarter than all the people he encountered. Don't you know Jesus is smarter than you? Jesus is always smarter than us. So let's read our scripture where it says what Jesus, how Jesus replied. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Let's read this together. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So what Jesus does is very interesting. He takes all the rules, all the 613 commandments, and he makes it really simple to understand. He says, love God and love your neighbor. Say it with me. Love God, love your neighbor. Seems real simple, right? Seems real easy. In theory, loving people sounds like an easy, simple thing to do. I mean, how many of you all want to love the Lord with all your with all your mind, with all your soul? Anybody want that? Praise God. How many of you even want to love your neighbors? We all do, right? In theory, it sounds easy, but in reality, it is messy. Tell your neighbor, love is messy. 
Now, this may seem off the cuff, but who likes to have a clean house? Oh, all of y'all. All right. Whose house is clean right now? Let me... <laughs> who got some rooms that's clean? <laughs> we all like to have a clean house, right? But anybody that really cleans understands the best way to keep your house clean is to not let anybody in your house. <laughs> it's real easy to keep your house clean if nobody else goes in there, right? <laughs> we all want a clean house. And let's look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 14 together. This is a strange one that we maybe not have uh, looked at. Uh-oh, go back one more. So it says, let's read this together. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty or clean. But from the strength of an ox comes an abundant harvest. This is an interesting scripture because it means what happens if there are no oxen in the manger? If there's no cows, if there's no pigs inside the barn, what happens? You don't have a mess. The barn stays clean, doesn't it? There's nothing in there. You know, I don't want to use those words, but we know what they are. There's no stuff to pick up, right? But in order to have an abundant harvest, you gotta have some cows, you gotta have some animals, you gotta have a little bit of a mess. You cannot have the harvest without the mess. And so you can't have a, always have a clean house, right? If you wanna have relationships, you gotta invite people into your house. And if people come into your house, guess what? It's gonna get messy. Tell your neighbor, love is messy. And I know you may be wondering, but Pastor Kelly, do we really have to love everybody? Everybody. Do I have to love that neighbor? How many of y'all got some neighbors that you just, you know, they, they just aggravate you? I don't have a way to, another way to say it. Anybody got a neighbor that just aggravates you? You may be thinking, but do I have to love that neighbor? Yes, you do. Maybe you have a neighbor that sells drugs. I don't know. I remember when I was uh, a little kid and we were growing up in the height of the crack epidemic. It was the 80s. And the neighborhood changed. Y'all remember that shift of the neighborhood? And your neighbor that used to just be your regular neighbor, all of a sudden maybe selling the drugs. And it became a drug house. And those houses still exist, amen. And they don't just exist in the hood. They exist all over the place. When Terrence and I first moved to North Olmstead, and we were surprised when it was one of the largest bus, drug busts in the history of Cuyahoga County happened a couple blocks over from us. I was like, dang, we moved out the hood, but we still got the drug dealers, I see. <laughs> so are we supposed to love the neighbor that's selling the drugs? Amen. What about your neighbor that just, you know, constantly... You know, they, they park, they got 27 cars parked in the driveway. They, you know, don't never want to clean up their property. They don't never cut their grass. What about that neighbor? Are you supposed to love that neighbor? Okay. What about the neighbor that looks different from you? Yes? What about the neighbor that's a little bit racist? What about the neighbor that's a whole lot racist? 
You've got to love them. Oh, Reggie said you got to love them, but you don't have to like them. <laughs> what about the neighbor that, you know, you just, you know, you, you know in your heart that they are up to no good. They always got their music loud. They always, you know, don't take care of their kids, kids running around crazy. What about that neighbor? Are you supposed to love them? Okay, this is a hard one. What about your neighbor that may be a Muslim? Or maybe Jewish. Or what about the one that's an atheist that just don't believe in God at all? I mean, the one that's going to argue you down that there is no God. You supposed to love them too? I don't know about (laughs) y'all. So we are supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. This is a It sounds good in theory, but again, it's messy until we look at how Jesus loved. So how did Jesus love people? Unconditionally, right? He loved people that were born, that were near him, and people who had yet to be born, didn't he? You know, any of you all consider yourselves a Christian? I hope we all do. (laughs) Do you kind of feel like today Christians are getting a bad reputation? There's some other Christians out there that's making the rest of us look bad. (laughs) What is wrong with y'all? I just want to put a big sign on them to say, we don't know you. (laughs) We don't know you. Because we are supposed to love everybody, aren't we? But it's messy, especially when people believe different things from us. You know, what about if you have a different sexuality? Are you supposed to love them? You sure? Y'all really, really, really sure? (laughs) When someone wants to dress differently, when they want to wear makeup and high heels, or they don't want to wear makeup, they don't want to wear high heels, y'all still supposed to love them? So if I brought five to ten people in today, and they were completely different, I mean all the way different, would you love them? Huh? Yes. We got to meet and greet, but would you love them? We're going to love them because Christ created them, right? And not being judgmental. I mean, just accepting them where they are. That's a hard thing, y'all. Because Christians, in theory, have said those things. But the reality feels very different for a lot of people. A lot of our young people, a lot of people are leaving churches. They are running away from churches because they feel attacked. They feel hated. They feel put down. They feel judged. They do not feel loved. Love is messy. Tell your neighbor love is messy. You see, most of us as Christians, we want to live simple lives, don't we? Anybody want to live a simple, quiet life, peaceful life, a nice house, a nice car? You just want to keep things simple, don't you? I know I want to keep things simple, But if you look at Jesus, his life was never simple. How did Jesus love? Jesus went into the sinner's homes. 
Remember last week we learned about a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was up in that tree. Jesus said, come out of the tree. I'm going to your house. And then the people, the religious people did all that grumbling and said, he's going into the house of a sinner. Would you go into the house of a sinner today? I mean, the prostitute, the drug addict, the one that's strung out so bad they can barely function. Would you go into their houses today? Would you go into the house where people are like, ooh, did you see? I'm not going in that house. Would you be able to love those people You see, how did Jesus love? Jesus hung out with people that other people tried to ignore, that other people dismissed, that other people said, you are not worthy. Jesus told them, you are worthy and I love you. Jesus learned their names and he knows all of our names. And not only did he learn their names, he learned their stories. He would share a meal with them. He would eat with the sinners. He would challenge them in love and in truth. Do you know sometimes you will meet a person whose life is very messy and you want their lives to get cleaned up yesterday? Anybody know some messy folks? Man, oh man. (laughs) We meet somebody and we want them to magically fall in in love with Jesus the first time we tell them about Jesus. We want them to start living a good Christian life. But how many of you know it takes time? Tell your neighbor it takes time. Every single person that Jesus encountered didn't immediately get up and follow Jesus. We know the disciples got up and followed him. We know that he had a crowd following him. But we also know that it was a lot of naysayers. Say naysayers. It was a lot of naysayers who just wouldn't fall in love with Jesus. Their lives stayed messy. But guess what? Jesus still loved them anyway. He still loved them anyway. Today is Pentecost Sunday. It's the birthday of the church. The disciples were given a great commission to go into the world and make disciples. Do you think that Jesus told them only make disciples of the people you like? Only make disciples of the people who look like you. Only make disciples of the people who got a certain amount of money. Only make disciples of, you know, the people who make you feel good. Who did he tell the disciples to go make disciples? Who was the people he was sending them to? Everybody. Say everybody. 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 He didn't leave one out. How did Jesus love? He loved us unconditionally. He loved us in our mess. He loved us when we, on our good days and our bad days, and he still does. Today we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, but we also celebrate Memorial Day, praise God. Anybody going to eat some barbecue today? Anybody going to eat some barbecue tomorrow? <laughs> love is a lot like eating barbecue ribs. What is it like to eat barbecue ribs? It's messy. It's messy. You're going to get sauce on your fingers. It's going to be all over your face. It's going to be down your shirt sometimes. Love is messy. 
there is no clean way to eat barbecue ribs. Have you ever seen somebody cutting barbecue ribs with a fork and a knife? You just want to smack them, don't you? Gotta, why are you eating them ribs with that fork and knife? You can't even enjoy the ribs with a fork and a knife. You got to get messy. You got to get in the meal to eat it, right? There's a theologian named C.S. Lewis, you all, and he wrote this in his book. It's called The Four Loves. If you can put that on the screen for us. It's called The Four Loves. It's also in your bulletin if you have your bulletin. We're going to try to read it together. They're not back there anymore. (laughs) So it says, there is no safe investment. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart certainly will be wrung and possibly broken. Go to the next one. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Go to the next one. Wrap it up carefully, round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. There is no safe investment. To love is to be vulnerable. If you love anything, your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. Who's had a broken heart before? I know I have. (laughs) Even with people who we don't expect to break our hearts, I never expected my children would one day break heart. How many of you all have had children that you have felt like they stabbed you in the back? Like, dang, can you get the knife out of my back? (laughs) When we love even our animals, it says don't even love your animals if you don't want to be hurt. How many of you all have been hurt by your dog or your cat? Because you lost them. They died. They were ill. Something happened. They got lost. Those little kitty cats like to shoot out the house and don't come back. So this says if you want to keep your heart intact, Lock it up. Wrap it up carefully with luxuries and hobbies and avoid any entanglements and put it safely in the casket of your selfishness. You see, because when we refuse to love, it's a way of us being selfish. And when we do love, we are being selfless. You know, those barbecue rings that we gonna all eat today, when we're sitting there, you know, getting all messy with the barbecue sauce today. I'm hoping that you're going to be around some people while you eat your barbecue wings today. And I'm hoping while you're around those people that you would look at them with eyes of love and realize just like my barbecue is messy, some of my relationships are going to be messy too. But it's not about if they're going to be messy right now, we want to try to make sure that they don't stay messy. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't have to stay messy. We're trying to get that harvest. Out of the mess comes the harvest. But we have to go through the mess. We're going to go through the mess, praise God. But we're not going to stay messy. We're not going to stay messy. As we continue to work on loving people, think back again. How did Jesus love? He loved unconditionally. He loved deeply and wholly. He loved us with great abandon. 
And so as we think about loving being more than a theory this week, I invite you to our next challenge. Tell your neighbor, you got a next challenge. Say, what's the next challenge? The next challenge is this week, because someone is going to drive you up the wall this week. Someone's going to drive you crazy this week. I want you to love them anyway. So how are you going to love them anyway? You're going to tell them. You're going to say it right then and there. I love you anyway. I know we're going through a hard time right now, but I love you anyway. I know we're not really talking that well. Send them a text and say, I love you anyway. Anyway. We're going to rise and we're going to sing with the praise team. This song, it says, I, I think it says, I love you, Lord, today, right? Because guess what? The Lord loves us anyway. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, thank you for loving us unconditionally. Love is so messy. Love is hard. But you teach us through your word, through your actions, to love anyway. So we thank you, Lord, for loving us. We thank you, Lord, for getting messy with us. We thank you, Lord, for sharing a real reality, Lord, that we're going to get through hard times and difficult circumstances and that you love us so much that you died on the cross for us, Lord Jesus. So help us, Lord, to love you anyway. Help us to live that message of loving you, Lord, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and then loving our neighbors as ourselves. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I love you, neighbor. <laughs> and if, oh, you can say that. And as we uh, rise to sing this song with the choir, if you would like to give your heart to Christ for the very first time, or if you would like to become a part of New Life at Calvary, or you just want prayer to love people in the mess, we invite you to come forward or we will come to you.
So don't forget to wear your jeans, your New Life at Calvary t-shirts, or come dress however you want. But make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Want to say happy birthday. We got a lot of birthdays this week. Derek Hanning's birthday is today. Praise God. LaDonna Jessup, praise God. Her birthday is today. So give LaDonna a call. She's still out on sick leave. Tina Williams' birthday is on the 29th. Praise God. Madeline Martin. I thought I saw Madeline. Is Madeline here today? Madeline Martin's birthday is on June 1st, and I see James Taylor. His birthday was actually a couple weeks ago. I think I gave Ruth the wrong birthday, amen, but happy birthday, James. And we're saying happy anniversary to Yvonne and Rufus, praise God. How, how many years? Does anybody know how many years they're celebrating? 45 or 46, praise God. So happy anniversary to them. Just for today, we do have a youth Sunday rehearsal in the in the sanctuary. So the young people, the ushers, the singers, will meet uh, after service today. We will be having youth choir rehearsal uh, for them uh, next week. Don't forget the Hannah's House bottle campaign. You all can help support uh, single moms um, at they live at the Hannah House, and their fundraiser began on Mother's Day and ends on Father's Day. So you can fill the bottles with change to make a difference in their lives. Carefully look through all of the announcements. We do want to say congratulations to Jave Williams Hunt. She is being awarded. Um, wow, this is a very detailed award, y'all. It says the Alpha Omega Foundation, together with Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Alpha Omega Chapter hosts the annual Salute to Excellence program, where they highlight their signature youth. And so Jave is receiving an, an award from them. And so we do say congratulations to Jave and her family. Praise God. I'm not sure if there are other. Um, Reginald did pray for his daughter's cousin um, who has lost another loved one. His family has had about, it's about five deaths in 2023. So pray for them um, and their family. Are there any other um, announcements that are not in the bulletin? Don't forget, you'll get your email, your text, and the announcements will be on the screen afterward. Y'all sure is no more? Okay, Pat. Oh, Pat Townsend's granddaughter and, and grandson-in-law were married here last summer or last May, praise God, last spring, and they just reached their one-year anniversary. So we ha say happy anniversary. still available at Amazon and uh, Barnes and & Noble and on YouTube as a book trailer. Yes, so support Marvin with his book. He's doing a phenomenal job. Gail Baines will be back this coming week, so if you miss Gail, she'll be back, uh, healed from her surgery, praise God. And uh, if those of you all that remember from a person named Yvette Abbott from Glenville, uh, her mother passed away this morning, or this not this morning, her mother passed away um, on Mother's Day, 
and she called this morning to let us know the celebration of life is today. So if you would like that information, I have it and I can give it to you. All right, then. That's it. Y'all know I'm going to get an announcement by the door. <laughs> okay. Let us rise for the benediction. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, Lord Jesus, but never, ever from your sight, we pray, Holy Spirit, on this, the birthday of the church, that we can take all